Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you watch it on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you listen on any podcasts and platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you're notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 28 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before we even dive deep into this episode, I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for allowing me to get on this platform another week. I thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people and that you use me as your vessel. I pray that through this episode, someone understands that they must do the work and they understand how they can be freed from unanswered prayers. I pray that through this interview, the interviewee allows you to come in and speak through them and it truly helps that person's are people that you intended for this episode to help. I pray through this episode for more of you and less of us, Lord. And we pray away any technical difficulties. And again, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So now that I've invited my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the introduction of this episode. So I know that you guys are used to me going straight into the high and low portion of the episode, but this episode is going to be a little different because this episode is going to feature a special guest. And I thought when we do have special guests, I should allow them to share their high or low moments on the episode. So instead of jumping straight into the high and low moment, first, I'm going to give you the background on what led up to this episode and then share the biblical background. Then I'll introduce the guests and then we will both share our high and low portion for the week. So I hope that you guys stay tuned to hear the interview with our special guest today. But first, I do want to give you all the background on what led up to this particular episode. So I don't know about you, but me, myself, I've always been annoyed by the recurring theme. And I see this a lot on social media, that theme of the Lord hasn't answered my prayer and he has forgotten about me. Now, the reason why that annoys me is because, first of all, God will never forget about us. According to Deuteronomy 31 and 8, the Lord will never leave us. And the second reason this annoys me is because the statement is completely false and completely lacks accountability. Now, if you're saying, girl, what are you talking about? It lacks accountability. Stick with me. I'm about to break it down. Okay, stick with me. So in Matthew 7 and 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be open. So the A portion of the scripture tells us that God does answer all prayers. It says, ask and it will be given to you. But his answer can be one of three options. And I feel like this is where a lot of people 
get it confused and feel like God hasn't answered their prayers. So the first option is yes. That's what everybody wants. A yes, right? And then the second option is no. And then the third option is not yet. Now, a lot of the times people's quote unquote unanswered prayers are actually falling into that third option of not yet. Or they may be in the completely no category. That's a possibility. With the no option, God may have told that person flat out no, and they are just ignoring God's answer and not taking it for what he's given them. Some people, you know, they live in la-la land and they just say, I heard what God said, but I feel like I feel like I didn't hear what he said, so I'm going to keep going. And this is what I'm going to do, you know. So, for instance, like, you can be like, God, is this the person for me? And then God is like, no, it's not the person for you. And you're just like, well, I like him already, so I'm just going to see for myself and see if this is the right person for me. And God is already like, I told you that's not the person for you. <laughs> so, sometimes the unanswered prayer that you think that you are receiving is literally, he said, no, you're just not accepting his answer. But with that not yet option, there may be two reasons within that not yet option. So, the first being, no, it's just not time. So as we all know, in Ecclesiastes, it tells us that it's a time and season for everything. So sometimes your prayer is literally not ready to produce itself because it's not the time and it's not the season for it. And it's literally like God is just like, be patient and wait for everything to work out and for that time to come about. But then other times you have situations where God is telling you not yet, but then he gives you some instructions to follow in order for your prayer to manifest. And that reason right there, that's what we're going to talk about today. When people have gotten instructions from God, but choose not to follow God's instructions and then say, God has nested my prayer. He hasn't manifested your prayer because you haven't finished the instructions that he gave you before he can let that prayer manifest. That's what we're going to get into today. So I recently discovered the amazing race. Y'all, I am addicted to this show. I absolutely love it. So the concept of the show is teams of two. They travel around the world completing different challenges in order to win $1 million. So with the challenges, the teams are given specific instructions at each point of the race. And they have to finish these instructions entirely, completely, exactly how they're supposed to before they're given a ticket in order to go to the next leg of the race. So on one episode I was watching, the team had to climb like five flights of stairs to get to the top and then receive two goats from the man at the top and then come back down the five flights of stairs and give the two goats to the woman at the bottom. So the one team, they went all the way up the five flights of steps, grabbed one goat, then went all the way back down only to realize that they had completely forgotten the other goat that they needed to bring down. So you know what they had to do? They had to go back up the step and get the other goat before they can be given the next ticket. They hadn't followed the instructions exactly how the instructions told them to. So therefore, they couldn't move on to the next step of the race. And this is what happens when God answers your prayer with a not yet. You must do these things first. If you never do the things that God lists out for you, how in the world can you expect that prayer to manifest itself? We have to remember that our relationship with God is a two-way street. He set up things from the very beginning so we would choose him, choose to obey him out of our love for him and not like this dictatorship thing of where we have to 
serve him. We have to obey him. We have to love him. It's our choice to serve him as the God that he is. So at times in this Christian walk, there will be prayers where God gives you instructions to follow before he actually manifests a particular prayer that you're praying on. And the instructions at times, they may be very, very simple. They may just be like, call your mama, call your daddy, call your brother, call this friend, or go to this church, go to that store, watch this sermon. Something so simple. But if you never follow that instruction, you never can get connected to what's on the other side of that obedience. So the question for this episode is, what are you killing because you aren't following God's instructions? The biblical background of this episode is a story that a lot of people miss the concept on. A lot of people focus on the wrath of God in this story instead of what led to God's wrath. And that's the important part of the story. And this is the story of God striking Uzzah dead. So for those of you with your Bibles, let's turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 13. So in this chapter, King David is on a mission to get the Ark of God from Abinadab's house. David wanted to return the Ark to the tabernacle because it was not located there. Now, if you're asking me why the Ark of God was not already in the tabernacle, I'm going to give you a quick summary as to why it wasn't there, but I definitely encourage you to study it on your own in your spare time. So back many years ago, when Saul was actually king, Saul and his army decided to enter into a battle that God hadn't told them to enter into. Now, during this time, it was very important to enter into battles that God instructed you to enter into because God was literally the reason why they were winning battles. So when Saul and his army went into this unauthorized battle, of course, they lost. And they lost against the Philistine people. And when they lost, those Philistine people went in and stole the Ark of God and took it to their homes. But when the Philistine people realized craziness was going on in their land because of the Ark of God, they quickly sent the Ark of God back and then it wound up at Abinadab's house and remained there for 20 years. So now here we are in First Chronicles and David is king now and he's trying to return the Ark of God back to where it belongs in the tabernacle. So David assembled all of the Israelites to bring back the Ark of God. And when they got to the Ark, because they did have to travel to it, when they got there, they set the Ark on a new cart, and Uzzah and Ahio were tasked with guiding the cart back to the land of David. So as they began the trip back to the tabernacle, David and all of Israel, they're dancing and praising God with all of their might as they return the ark back to its rightful place. So I imagine they're praising like the Pentecostal people praise. They're jumping up and down. The music is fast. The beat is beating. Everybody is clapping like they're praising God like crazy, having a good old time, thanking God for what he's done. So in the midst of all of this, all of a sudden, the oxen that's carrying the ark, he stumbles. And then the ark of God stumbles as well. So Uzzah, like any other human being would do when they see something about to fall, he reaches out to try and catch it so it doesn't fall. But as soon as Uzzah touches the ark of God, he's struck down dead because the Lord's anger burned against him. And as a result of this, David feared God and he decided not to bring 
the Ark of God back to the land of David, he diverted the Ark back to Obed-Edom's house instead. Now, you may be asking, how does this story correlate to God answering prayers? The reason the Lord led me here deals with the lack of following instructions. So, from the naked eye, it really did appear that the people were doing the right thing. They were returning the Ark of God back to where it belonged in the tabernacle, and they were praising God along the way. But we have to look at the context and realize that this is not what God told them to do. The specific instructions of moving the Ark of God can be found in Exodus chapter 25, verses 12 through 15, which says, Cast four gold rings for it and place them on its four feet, two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. Make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the side of the ark in order to carry the ark with them. The poles are to remain in the rings of the ark. They must not be removed from it. So if they would have followed these specific instructions, the oxen wouldn't have been a part of moving the ark in the first place. And the oxen would have never stumbled. And then as a result, Uzzah would have never reached out to try and catch the ark. And then later in Numbers chapter 4, verse 15, it tells us exactly who should be moving the ark of God in the first place. It says, the Kohathites will come and carry them, but they are not to touch the holy objects or they will die. These are the transportation duties of the Kohathites regarding the tent of meetings. So was Uzzah and Ahio even supposed to be moving the ark? No. So this goes more into effect of none of them followed the instructions that God gave them. And this, in turn, led to the death of Uzzah. So just think about it. You may be doing things in your life right now that appear to be the correct thing. For instance, you may be going to church every single Sunday. You may sing in a choir. You may usher. You may serve all the time. You may go to Bible study, etc., but if you aren't following the specific instructions that God gave you regarding that prayer, then your prayer is never going to manifest itself until you finish those specific instructions that he gave you to complete. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that praising God, going to Bible study, serving at church, serving in the choir, being an usher. I'm not saying that all of that is bad. I think you should do those things. What I'm saying is... We can't do those things and completely negate the instructions that God gave us specifically regarding a situation that we want an answer prayer in. And then turn around and say, God hasn't answered my prayers and God has forgotten about me. So if you happen to be listening to this episode and you're specifically waiting on a prayer and you just feel like God hasn't answered it for you, think about it. Have you not done the instructions that he told you to do regarding that particular situation? So what I want to do for you right now is I want to take a moment and pray. I want to pray for your forgiveness, for ignoring God. And then we're going to repent. And then we're going to ask God to show you those instructions again. And I'm going to pray for your strength to follow his instructions this time. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer.
So, Father God, I want to thank you for this message. I want to thank you for this viewer that you have listening right now. I thank you that they found this podcast. I pray that it's touching them right now. I pray that they tune in really, really close and hear this prayer right now. I want to ask for their forgiveness. Lord, they didn't know. They were ignorant to the fact. They didn't know that they have to follow your instructions in order to see that particular prayer manifested in their life. I don't know if their prayer is, Lord, but you know exactly what it is. And I pray that they're thinking on that specific prayer right now. And I pray that you give them the forgiveness that Jesus died on the cross for. They repent, Lord. I repent, Lord. And we ask for forgiveness. And Lord, we pray that you place those instructions back in our mind, back in our forefront. You remind us because you're graceful and you're merciful and you love us. You remind us of what the instructions were. And we promise you, Lord, that we will follow those instructions specifically just how you gave them to us so we can see this prayer manifested in our lives. We know, Lord, that you will never forget us and you will never forsake us and you're always here with us. And we pray, Lord, to continue to yield to your voice. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So now that I've given you the introduction of this episode, I've given you the biblical background and the scriptures that God gave to me, and I've also prayed for you to assist you in this area. I want to bring on an additional supplemental tool that is going to be our special guest for this episode. Our special guest has definitely done the work. She's followed the instructions, and I feel she's 100% qualified to assist you and encourage you in this particular episode of following the instructions and doing the work. As soon as God gave me the idea for this episode, I knew exactly who I needed to reach out to to feature on this particular episode because I knew for sure that this particular individual had, in fact, done the work and she is willing to continue to do the work. She actually shared the journey of her doing the work on her YouTube channel where she shared the process of seeing herself as God sees her. So she was able to fall in love with the version of herself that God made. She is also an advocate for fasting, which fasting is great to hear from God and hear his instructions. And also in God's instructions, it may include to fast and she is an advocate for fasting. So that's another reason why I knew she was perfect for this as well. And then also she is an obedient lady y'all she lives her life obediently and y'all know that that is the mission over here at obedience podcast she recently made a move across the country and also turned her platform from what was youtube based into a christian magazine all on accord of obeying what god told her to do So I feel like she is perfect for this episode and to really encourage you all to follow instructions just how God tells you to do so. So without further ado, I want to introduce to y'all Kendall, also known as God Got You Girl. All right. So here she is, guys. How are you today? I'm fine. How about yourself? (laughs) I am doing good. I'm so excited to finally interview you. I'm so excited. Oh, 
Let me tell you, this is nothing but a true honor for me to even be here. I I truly appreciate it. <laughs> Y'all don't know. We were supposed to do this recording probably, what was it, two months ago now? Yes. So much happened in between. So that's why I know this word is going to be so good today. And I can't wait to get into it. So like I mentioned at the start of the episode, this episode is going to be a little different since we are having a guest. I thought it perfect to allow our guests to share their high and low moments. So we're going to go into the high and low moments segment of the episode. If you want to submit your own high and low moments, you can do so by DMing us at our Instagram page, Facebook, or directly to our email address. And I'll make sure all of that is on the screen for you right now. And if you do so, you have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast. And if you want us to pray for you in private, just let us know. We can always pray for you in private. All right, Kendall. (laughs) So do you have a high moment that you want to share for us this week? My high moment is being here with my sweets. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I definitely agree with you on that one. Y'all, this is this is her first time on the show. I think all the the rest of the guests I've had since I've been solo, they've been on the show, but this is my first time interviewing you, and I'm very excited. (laughs) I am so honored, sweet. You have no idea. Your podcast has been one of the most influential segments of my life. So this is, oh, this is such an honor. (laughs) That means so much, especially coming from you, y'all. She encourages me all the time and I love it. And I definitely appreciate it because sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes I'll be at my wit's end with stuff and I'll be so exhausted. The next thing I know, here comes Kendall being encouraging, (laughs) telling me to keep going. So I definitely appreciate it. So, do you have any low moments that you want to share this week? Just accepting where God has me right now. Like, I know he is doing something truly big in my life because he has taken me from everything that I know for a promise that has been buried in my heart. But we all know there's steps before we get there, right? So, <laughs> I am just trying to be humble, okay? Mm-hmm. And my little steps before I get there because I'm like a kid like are we there yet are we there yet (laughs) I definitely know how you feel especially those moments where like everything is quiet it's like okay what's the next thing we've been in a long time what's the next thing when it's time it's gonna come so fast like with the podcast we were like selling at like 500 subscribers for so long and then all of a sudden next thing I knew we were at a thousand like how did this happen so Yes, I'm so proud of you too. Yes. A high moment that I want to share. Ashley, my old co-host, she went through weight loss surgery. It was like a, a span of time, you know, and I've been there supporting her in the background, praying for her, but she made it through the surgery, y'all. And she is doing so much better. I actually got to hang out with her yesterday. So wow. that's my high moment for the week is I was able to hang out with Ashley and she is, she's doing great, y'all. Absolutely amazing. Oh, that's wonderful. I was going to ask you, like, have you talked to Lovely? Um... Oh, yeah. She's doing amazing. <laughs> the next day after her surgery, she woke up and said that she forgot she had surgery. So. Oh, well, girl, yeah. that worked out real good. <laughs> <laughs> that is how good God is. Unfortunately, um, I couldn't go see her right after the surgery because I was sick. 
That was the same week that I got sick, and I didn't want to expose her to anything, but she is doing well. That is my high for the week. She is doing well. I always be like, keep praying for me at work, but that's like the biggest thing right now. Just keep praying for me on my work season. Um, Like I was trying to explain to my mama, I realized, I thought about it when I was in college and I was doing the cashier job and I had reached my five-year mark. That's when like a shift happened in the company. That company, they bought another um, grocery store. Then we had new managers come in and mm-hmm. everything switched up. Kind of the same thing happened right now. So it's kind of like God made, God helped you through that situation. He can keep you in that situation. So mm-hmm. he's reminding me that he's still in the situation, but I can, I will continue to ask for prayers in the area. All right. So that's all that we have for our high and low moments for this week. Remember, if y'all want to submit any, you can do so by DMing us on our Instagram page, Facebook, or directly to our email address. And we will always be looking out for that. And you have the opportunity to be featured on the show. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview portion. I am so excited. So I mentioned in your introduction about your journey to seeing yourself as God sees you. And it all started with your lock journey, right? A big part of that episode really led to this episode, Sis, Do the Work. Can you share with my viewers what led you to the process of locking your head and the journey of seeing yourself as God sees you? Can you give them a little sneak peek into that journey? Well, to make a long story short, I have always had a hard time accepting me for who I am as far as more than anything look-wise. You know, when you're younger, kids are cruel, um, and they talk about you, they call you all kinds of names, and what I did, what some people do, um, is I internalized those, and I accepted those name callings as my identity and who I was. So it was always really hard for me to accept myself when I, I looked in the mirror, and I didn't like what I saw. And as I grew older, I started to do things that would kind of help me better accept me for who I was. Like, you know, I would, you know, get my hair done. And so I fell in love with weed, girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Fell in love with it. I used to wear me um, a sew-in or quick weave, real quick, real slick back. If I had pictures, I could tell you I thought I was (laughs) any and everything. Okay. And then after I got tired of that, then I started wearing braids before everyone was wearing like back in the day, it was kinky twist. Mm -hmm. So I was like the first person (laughs) to bring the kinky twist out. Girl, I guess that was my signature style. I wore those. I got compliments. And then I just, I was in a really bad depression. Um, But I just, I thank God for my, my friend Tyra and the women at that time that were surrounded by me in a community called Sister Friends, they all just brought me to, to God. And I started to learn more about him and his word. And I don't know anybody who can be the same person after reading the Bible. I just, I just, I, I just don't see how. So... I'm reading and I'm just reading things about how, you know, I'm chosen and and how, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and, you know, I'm made in God's image. And I'm like, me? No, I ain't. 
<laughs> Lord, you knew all the little ragged stuff that I didn't did. I am not meeting you, bitch. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but that is just how I felt, and I got tired of always looking in the mirror and not liking who I was. If I was like not, if I didn't have a wig on, or if I didn't yeah. have something on my head, mm-hmm. you know. And I knew that, you know. We all have our flaws, but I know that I have a good heart and I know I'm a good person, but I just, I just didn't see that. And my friend Tori always told me, you should lock your hair. And I used to be like, girl, I ain't locking my hair. That's a commitment. <laughs> Once you lock your hair, it is what it is. It does what it does. And there is no going back. Mm-hmm. But I just got tired and I said, I'm going to lock my hair. And I locked my hair because one, not because I knew I was going to like it. I locked my hair because I knew I wasn't going to particularly like it. Not that I don't like locks because I love locks. I think they're absolutely beautiful. I knew it was going to be a journey for me to accept me, like my hair, like what comes out of my scalp, me to like what I see on my face. And even to this day, it's it's still a journey. I can't sit here and say that I completely love myself because I don't, but that is where I constantly look at things on my little famous index cards. Um, I keep keep those things around me. It drives my family crazy. Um, So I'm not as bad as I used to be. I used to have them on the the back of my my door I used to have them on the light I used to have them in the bathroom I used to have them when I would walk into the kitchen and go into the refrigerator because <laughs> I like to eat um, <laughs> I had them on my work computer I had them on the back door when I would exit like I would have those words everywhere and I and it's not as bad. I still have them where I can see them, but I have to remind myself that God's word is the truth and this is the truth and that I cannot continue to allow the devil to continue to tell me all of these negative things about myself mm-hmm. um, because that's what allows me to get into that dark space and that's what keeps me from moving into the promises that he has for me and seeing the blessings and 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 what he has in store for myself because when I see myself as ugly and unworthy and not worth it that's how I live out my life I was tired of that I have two children I'm married and it was trickling down into my kids and you know, them feeling, you know, bad about themselves and mm-hmm. affecting how I, you know, treat them and or or even in my marriage, you know, my husband would be like, I don't know why you think you ugly. Right. Like, well, what do you think about me? You know, <laughs> you think I'm just around here cooking, cooking with me? Um, but like, I, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it, it could, could cause some problems between us sometimes just because of how I just could not see myself as deserving to be loved. Yeah. Um, so that is the reason why I locked my hair is not necessarily, you know, for fashion or anything like that, but it's a journey. And in each step of locks, you know, you have your, your baby locks and then you have your locks that are like teenager. You have them that are maturing 
you have locks, you know, there's like a budding phases. There are different phases of locks. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's where I am with me, accepting me. And I think I'm in the budding phase. I haven't caught up with my locks. Actually, I was having a conversation with my friend a couple weeks ago. And I was like, girl, I'm starting to feel like, oh, I just don't like the way I look. And so-and-so. And she she didn't know the story of my locks. And she was like, well, you know, if your locks make you feel that bad, why don't you, you know, maybe that phase is over. Why don't you cut them off? And Holy Spirit quickly reminded me, like, no, mm-mm. you're mm-hmm. not cutting them off. This, too, is a phase. This is happening for a reason, too, because I want you to go beyond liking yourself by what you see in the mirror. There is more to you than what you see in the mirror. So that is where I am with my life journey. I am still growing. My (laughs) locks might be maturing faster than me, but in each stage, I will have a story to tell about this journey with accepting I just love how you compare, you know, your lock journey to yourself and how it's different stages in locking your hair and it's different stages and you learning to love yourself. And that is so very true. And I kind of went through a stage like that when I was younger. I didn't realize at the time what it was, but I knew I had to do it when I went natural. Yes. I I was scared. And the fact that I felt like I couldn't go natural because I wouldn't like myself, it made me want to do it because I'm like, okay, God made me this way. I need to embrace it. And I go Mm -hmm. through stages too where I'm just like, oh, I want to straighten my hair. But then I, I want to also learn to love the person that God made me. But I think it's, it's more than just hair. We have to think about it for everybody looking out there. Just think about what you have a hard time embracing about yourself and think about what God is telling you to do in order to love that portion of yourself. Even like with me and my weight loss journey, as as y'all probably know, my birthday is coming up. So I'm about to turn 29, one more year closer to 30. And I can tell my body is different than it was at 19 and certain things I'm I'm just not going to lose. You know, that's just how God made me at this point. And it's like, you have to accept that. And I love that you brought up that you were a mother because I was thinking that too, like, if you don't accept, you know, how you feel and your children see that, how, how is it affecting them? Mm -hmm. And I love that you pointed out that for anybody out there that's already mothers and think up, think about how it could be affecting your children. Yeah. My, my, especially my youngest, like he would say things like, no, I'm not. I don't, I don't like the way I look or people don't accept me because, you know, I look different. And I'm like, what? What do you worry about other people about? You know, like, don't be worried about them. God made you how he wanted to make you. And you have a purpose. And immediately, boom. <laughs> I, I was talking to myself. <laughs> Yeah, that happens a lot, especially when I'm on this podcast. I'm like, oh, okay, yep, that was for me. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I talked about how you were very, very obedient to what God tells you to do. 
especially when it comes to fasting. And like you said, you wanted to cut your hair off, but you didn't. You listened to Holy Spirit. So have you ever gone through a moment in your life where God gave you clear instructions on how to complete the assignment, but you chose to avoid his instructions to follow your own instructions? Submitting to my husband or allowing my husband to be the leader, that was hard because I have, to be honest, I've never seen that done. You know, Mm -hmm. my parents, they were married when I was young, but they got a divorce when I was very young. So I grew up to a single mother. Mm -hmm. Um, My mother was not a dater. Um, She had one boyfriend, long-term boyfriend that she had. And after that was over with, you know, she was done, you know. Mm -hmm. My friends that I know that were married, their parents didn't stay together or they had like issues. I think I said this before on one of my videos, a young lady named Teresa came on and I told her, you know, the only thing I've seen successful was successful single women, independent women doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what I was striving for. And that's basically what my role model was and I just figured my husband was just like oh yeah this is add a bonus <laughs> you know like a trophy or something yeah <laughs> he like uh no <laughs> this is us together like no mm-hmm. and my husband he is nine years my senior so he is older than I and you know he has had some challenges himself to where our lifestyle just end up being to where I was basically kind of like the head of the household as far as like working and things of that nature at the time because he was not able to do it. He had some mm-hmm. health, serious health scares. Even with that, as I, like I said, if you get up in that Bible, honey, <laughs> you cannot be the same. And the women that I admired in the Bible were not treating their husband that way. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't. More than anything, I want to please God. I want to do what God, you know, wants me to do. And even in times where it has been extremely hard in our relationship and I have wanted to just call it a quits, um, God was like, uh, no, you you can get on your knees so you bloody red. That's not going to happen because you are walking in your flesh. I was truly truly just being flesh about our relationship naive stubborn because i wanted to do what i wanted to do Um, but holy spirit quickly reminded me you know doing what you want to do you already know where that gets you you already know where that that lands you and you need to do what your father told you to do and so submitting to my husband not like I'm a slave or anything like that. Yeah. Cause you know, women get scared. Like I'm yeah. nobody. What? No, not like that. <laughs> him being your partner, you know, mm-hmm. him leading, even though I know this is a little takeaway, even though they think they lead, you know, we still, we helping them along, you know, but, um, we edging them, you know, you know, we, giving them that encouragement and helping them, you know, filling their cup up. Um, and I, I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't doing that. 
I was not doing that in my marriage. I was not bringing any encouragement, which is really weird because everybody always talks about how you're yeah. an encourager and you're so supportive. Well, <laughs> I wasn't because, like I said, I was looking at my husband is like, oh, yeah, this is an added benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, no, <laughs> this is not an added benefit, honey. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, That's so that- good. That's. I don't, you don't probably even know this. Like you've just given me good advice um, because I'm not married, you know, (laughs) but I grew up like you, like my parents were married. They got divorced and I was like three. So of course I don't remember them ever being married and neither one of them were ever like in another committed relationship. Mm -hmm. My mom, she didn't date at all. And she's still adamant. Well, like, I'm fine. I don't need to date. So even to this day, I still don't have like an example from her of how a marriage should be. Mm-hmm. So I really would have to lean on other Christian women when I get to that point to really know what a solid Christian marriage is. Because even with my grandma, my um, my granddad passed away before I was even born. So I wasn't even able to see that, you know, being able to hear people spread the word about what a Christian marriage really looks like and not (laughs) what we think about. Like you said, when people hear submission, they like to start arguing. Like that's the first thing they want to do. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I was riding around with my cousin yesterday and we got on that topic and she started getting angry and I was like, okay, let me divert because um, this is not where I was trying to go. But that's just how some people are because you have this such bad connotation of submission mm-hmm. when it's really not the bad connotation that it's like so meant out for but mm-hmm. I I could see how I would have you know fallen into that oh a husband is just a bonus because I've been taught my whole life to be an independent strong black woman and mm-hmm. you can handle everything for yourself by yourself and if something goes wrong you can call me you don't need to call nobody no right. you know <laughs> that's, that's that is how I was raised so even to this day I have a hard time like even asking my daddy like hey can, can you come fix my tire I'm just like mm-hmm. my tire by myself <laughs> so I definitely appreciate you for pouring that into me and just to think God kept your marriage throughout all of that when you weren't even giving your best to it girl <laughs> yeah that was nothing but God because he could have like this girl something's wrong with her <laughs> And trust me, believe me, we have been married now going on nine years. Oh. And girl, I'm just I'm just now getting this like <laughs> seven months ago. <laughs> so <laughs> he has been telling me for a long time, like, what? Mm-hmm. So Well that's good. Yeah. It's not too late. That means y'all have many more years to come if y'all don't just give up in the first couple of years. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing. So you did see the improvement of your marriage once you like listened to what God. <laughs> you did. Yes, definitely, definitely saw that. And I think like me moving was not for myself. It was up. If it was up to me, I would have stayed where I was at. I would have stayed in the career I was at. I had finally got to where I wanted to be as far as position wise. I did not want to have to start all over and then as soon as I get where I want to be guys like so um remember I told talk to you about uh allowing your husband to be the the head of the household and I'm like yeah I'm doing that it's it's working out (laughs) my husband was like oh guy was like okay well watch this and here go my husband okay what you think about what (laughs) 
and he was he was serious about it and I I just knew I knew I just knew God was in it like the conversation that we had about it warfare that was coming against us when we both like he was ready I was ready I had accepted it just everything that was trying to keep it from happening I was like okay yeah it's mm -hmm. this is definitely God like and I am definitely going to follow you and Lord I tell you everything has been just falling in line since since we got here. It's been absolutely amazing, and God has been opening doors to a promise for me in healthcare that I thought had closed. I am I'm just amazed because it it just wasn't just because I you know was obedient and followed God and and followed my husband. You know God has something here for me too. It's just amazing. My kids, they love it. I mean, just everything has been nothing but a blessing. So mm -hmm. that goes back to the biblical background. So, and a lot of the times people always say, well, God hasn't answered my prayers, mm -hmm. but God answers all prayers. He, he's, he gives three options. Like I said, he, he is yes, no, or maybe. And that maybe sometimes has instructions for you to follow before the prayers manifested. And just think if you would have never followed God's instructions to submit to your husband when it got around to him saying, okay, I want to move for work. You would have been like, no, I'm the head of this household. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then what God have for you where you're at right now, it would have been delayed or it would have never happened if you never would have submitted over to him. So yeah. even more proof why she was perfect for this episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> so this episode is about doing the work. Mm -hmm. So what does doing the work look like to you? So doing the work looks like to me, and it sounds so cliche, but being consistent but not being consistent in the point where it's like routine, where it's just like, oh, I'm just doing it because I know I got to do it. No, it's being consistent with having the desire and the will, the want to, that being what leads to your consistency. And a good example, you were just talking about um, working out in the weight loss journey and we you know, we've been following it. We're going to need an update because we're going to know what's going on. It's okay. Um. <laughs> End of the month. It, it's on the schedule. Because, <laughs> you know, we're going to hold you accountable. But um, I myself have experienced the same thing you have. I mean, me and you have been in a whole weight loss group. Yeah. And we didn't try it and we knocked ourselves off and we tried and then we knocked ourselves off. And I'm like, what is it? Like, why do I keep, like, why does this keep happening? Why do I keep going through this cycle? And it wasn't just with like weight loss. It's almost like with everything in my life. Yeah. Right. And so I just completed a 40-day fast. I was led to do it by the Holy Spirit. I had been led, been 
He had been leading me to do this 40-day fast for a while. And I knew I needed to do it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to do it because I knew I needed to do it, right? (laughs) When I did it, it was when I wanted to do it. When I knew I like the desire it was like no uh uh-uh like Mm -hmm. and because I had that desire because I had that willingness because I wanted it so bad I was able to remain consistent I always remembered my why each day throughout Mm -hmm. my fast which allowed me to complete the 40-day fast and God showed me within that fast that okay Now I'm showing you that you can complete something because, like I said, going back to me looking at myself in the mirror and accepting myself, one of the things that I didn't like was that I don't finish things. Yeah. You know, and all right, God was like, all right, you just finished it. What else can you finish? What else do you want to do? Let's go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so the next thing, and me accepting myself. It's this little fupa, okay, <laughs> that's around my waist set. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And I know it's not healthy. I know yeah. it is. It's, I don't know what my health history is because, you know, I am adopted and I do not know any of my birth parents. But as I get older, I can feel some difference in my body. Mm-hmm. So I am diligently now. This month, I've started working out every day, even if it's only 20 minutes, even if it's only, girl, every day, every day. (laughs) I just, it may not be no hit now, okay? Uh It's something, though. (laughs) It's more than what I do. (laughs) (laughs) You're so silly. But I'm just trying to do something every day. Um, And then even with that, I've had hurdles. I mean, I just started the first um, Tuesday and Thursday are supposed to be my workout days. I'm supposed to do Mr. London's, um, you know, YouTube workouts. And Tuesday and Thursdays are hard for Mm -hmm. me to be able to do those because those are the only two days that I have after work with my family. Because right now I work 70 hours a week. Um, <laughs> guys. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, y'all was be weighing me down. Let me stop complaining. Didn't I tell you that my low is accepting? <laughs> accepting this step. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have to accept this step so I get to the next one. But um it is hard. But even, you know, Tuesday and Thursday, I haven't been able to do those workouts, but I still at least do some sit-ups. Okay. Yeah. You know. So it may not be no hit workout, but it's something so that I can be consistent. My very first day I did an exercise that, oh my God, I could barely walk down the steps for the next three <laughs> days. But I didn't let that stop me. I kept moving. I kept doing something. I just switched the videos up. Like, yeah. you know, so I say that to say, I think just wanting to be consistent and Having the will 
to want it. Like having a why in whatever it is, consistency is key. And if you want to stay consistent, know what your why is. And yeah. that'll help you make it to that finish line. Even if it's not perfect, it doesn't matter. Just mm-hmm. do something. That's so good. That's encouraging <laughs> to me because I haven't done a sit up in like three years. Like, <laughs> When I found out I had the cyst and my doctor was like, no workouts, I took her so serious. Right. And it's been like almost, what, a year and a half since my surgery. I still hadn't did a sit-up. I need to do better. <laughs> and when I started my workout journey um, a couple months back, I was supposed to do Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. Mm-hmm. And I was doing good. And then I became a dance mom. I think I told y'all about that. My little mm-hmm. niece, she started... um she started dance class in her class mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday. And that was a lot. Y'all know I'm not a parent. So I'm not used to the whole routine. So I was leaving directly from my eight hour shift to go pick her up from daycare. Mm-hmm. And oh, mind you, I wasn't taking a lunch because I needed to leave early to get her mm-hmm. time, changing her clothes, get into the thing. And y'all, she did not like, she was shy. So the only way she would dance is if I was standing right beside her. So I couldn't even relax in the class. I had to stand right beside her and help her dance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then take her home. She didn't want me to leave as soon as I got to her house. I had to stay a little while is what she mm-hmm. said. You got to stay a little while. So I was staying a little while. Next thing I know, it was 10 o'clock when I got home. And I was like, I'm, I'm not getting on that treadmill. I'm not doing it. I'm getting in this bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and couple weeks later I hadn't worked out Tuesday Thursday or Monday Wednesday Friday at nothing but it is encouraging what you said doing something like even if I did 10 squats that day it would be like okay I did something you know and so that is really encouraging me to get back on my journey because I've already taken the steps I got some groceries in now for me to start back so it's, it's, it's starting back but the remembering the why is going to be so important in that too. And I think that's going to be important when you're trying to follow those instructions for everybody watching the video, trying to do the work. When God tells you what to do, remember why he told you to do it. He told you to do it for the prayer that you asked for, whatever that (laughs) prayer is. And you just have to remember, oh, that's why I'm doing it. And I know for me with the whole weight loss thing, me just being like, oh yeah, I want to lose weight. It's not enough for me. I have to be like, like you, like, you know, when you walk down these steps from delivering <laughs> those groceries, you're tired. Right. You got to bring some sweat. That's not healthy. You need to do something. You need to become healthy so you can live a long life, especially mm-hmm. the things I found out around my grandma's death about, you know, my family history. So, yes, remember the why. I love that so much. Okay. So we talked about you being an advocate faster. You just did a 40-day fast, which absolutely amazing, y'all. I've never done a 40-day fast. I expire. Like, the only people I know, like, is Moses in the Bible. That's the only person I know that has done a 40-day fast. So can you explain your journey to fasting and how it has helped you in your life? Oh, yes. So (laughs) the very first fast I ever did I, hadn't, I didn't do any research. <laughs> I didn't do anything like as far as like 
if this was even healthy for me, okay? Mm-hmm. So the very first fast I ever did was the three-day water fast. And it was after I rededicated my life to Christ. Now, this was before I knew about salvation and when it's done, it's done. Um, you don't have to do works, you know, for God mm-hmm. to love you or anything like that. But let me tell you, I was adamant. I was like, yep, I, I rededicated my life to Christ, but I I still do not think God is going to hear me. I have got to do something to let him know that I am serious this time. Like, I want him to just take over my my body, just take over my life. Girl, I didn't know what. Lord, like, no, just take me. You can have me. And I kept hearing about, um, you know, water fast. And I kept mm-hmm. hearing about fasting. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this is the way I can just sacrifice myself <laughs> by doing this fast. and. That is literally what I did. No research, no nothing. It was supposed to be 24 hours, but I came to the 24 hours and I told my son we were doing DoorDash at the time. Woo, that is so hard. I bet. <laughs> and my son was like, Mom, you're almost made it 24 hours. You can get something to eat after, we, after we're done dashing. <laughs> and I have been feeling the Holy Spirit tell me, nope keep going and I'm like keep going (laughs) I had to keep going and I I did the three days I had researched three days but in my head like I said me I'm like I need three days I can give it 24 hours you know but no the three days called my name and I suffered through those three days. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even going to play and act like it was a piece of cake because it was not. I didn't even know all the things that I should do. I just knew all I could think about the whole entire time was, I don't know it word from word, but man, can I live on bread alone? So uh-huh. like, oh, <laughs> let me go get my word. Let me go read my Bible. I was telling my son, I was going in there with my son because he was the only one that knew I was doing that fast at the time. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, Jada, please pray for me. Pray for me. He was like, it's okay. And he's my little mathematician. He would be like, well, you only have 27 hours left to go. Or you only have 17 hours left to go. God, I'm about to die. <laughs> I completed that that fast, and when I tell you after that, my life has not been the same. All of that going back and forth with God, and 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 having Him in my life, and then not having Him in my life, and having Him in my life, and having, that has yeah. not happened at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe um, that when you, you know, took said, hey, I want to do this fast. I believe God knew your heart posture and he knew that you can handle the three days, which is why he pushed you to it, because he already knew that you had changed your life around. And so he just wanted to show you what you were able to do. And that you didn't know that you could do and he knew that you can do it because he knew your heart posture. That's got to be it, because girl. <laughs> I did. And and since then, I have done, you know, fast since then. The last water fast that I did and completed, because let me tell you this, 
Just because I completed that first three-day water fast, I had tried to do water fasting in between time and I, I was never able to com complete it. And that's because I was once again fasting for like works, you know, like yeah. I felt like, you know, I need to fast or it was like I said, a routine. It was just something that I thought I had to do. It was no will. There was no why or mm -hmm. reason behind it. The next time I was able to complete a water fast was when I was fasting, not for myself, but for my, my friend and in a group with other women and for what they were asking God for. And which gave me a whole different revelation on, on fasting and that, you know, sometimes you're not fasting for yourself. Sometimes you can be fasting to be in agreement with somebody else and for what they need in their life um, mm -hmm. and for their breakthrough. So, yeah. That is very true. I remember one time I, I fasted when um, my aunt, she was having ablation surgery. Mm -hmm. And so that deals with the heart. And we we drove all the way to Birmingham. That's like four hours away. And my grandma, the morning of, she was like, we should fast until she finishes surgery. You know me. Okay. That's fine. Y'all, my aunt had to be at surgery at five o'clock in the morning, which, you know, I'm fine. I was like, I don't get hungry to 12, so I'm fine. <laughs> Y'all, she didn't go to surgery until 6 p.m. that evening. Yes. And I was hungry the whole time because we were just in the hospital. We were not just like in the comfort of our own home. I wasn't able to just watch TV to distract myself. You had to really focus in on what you were fasting for. And it was so funny because the surgery was only like 20 minutes. So we waited the whole time to 6 p.m. from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m., Took 20 minutes to have the surgery, then she was in recovery. Wow. Quickly, I went to McDonald's. I'm like, I'm not trying to get some like gourmet food. I am hungry. But you know, it was it was so much easier to fast because I knew we were doing it, you know, to make sure she got through her surgery successfully. So. Right. <laughs> but you you'll be amazed what your body can do when you are fasting for a reason, basically, mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so you've talked about following God's instructions and being obedient to Him this whole interview. So what are some discipline tips that you can share with my viewers on successfully doing the work and making it all the way? I learned this from a young lady on YouTube. Her name is Bendy Mark, and she was talking about discipline, right? And this was before the 40-day fast. This was before this weight loss. Mm -hmm. And before I really got the revelation on how, you know, how you can really complete doing your work. And like I said, that is still being consistent in something that you have a will, a will for. I think mm -hmm. it's easier, you know, like, for instance, let's say if it's something that you want to buy, you're going to work for it you're going to do whatever it is you have got to do so that you can get that right um and so that goes with anything with doing even with doing the work and it doesn't have to look perfect just like my journey with my life journey and accepting me i still look in the mirror and i still be like Woo, child. can we just put a blanket over it and <laughs> it has been it's been some time. I have been locked for over a year now, and I still am on this journey. But I don't go back and 
not reading things to fill myself up with the truth about myself that God tells me. If it's something that I don't like, like my weight, you know, I can work on that. And I can be consistent in that. And because it's something that I want to do because I want to be healthier. I want to be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I like what I see. You know, not being vain about it, but just accepting. Mm-hmm. It's easier to accept, especially something that I know that I can control. So I would just say when doing the work, finding your why. Why are you doing whatever that work is that you're, you're seeking out? in doing know the why behind it because that is what's going to give you that will that's going to give you that desire to keep on going even when I ain't work out today because I was with my niece and I was doing you know x y and z mm-hmm. oh well I ain't work out today so I'm going to get this ice cream you know and I'm just try again you know what I'm saying so yeah it it helps when we remember our why um with whatever it is that we're doing so mm-hmm. a discipline tip would be know your why why are you trying to be disciplined in that area or why are you doing the work for whatever it is you're doing the work for you know mm-hmm. so, yeah. that is such a good tip know your why mm-hmm. and with that I feel like you said all you need to say <laughs> know your why period if you having a hard time doing the instructions just go back to your why and you should be able to get through it so I want to thank you so much for coming on I know we're reaching the end of your lunch hour so I don't want to keep you but before um you leave do you want to do a shameless plug and talk about your new endeavors and what you have coming up if you are interested in following me instagram um it is god Gotcha, girl. And I have, you know, some new things in the works. I have a virtual magazine that will be coming out next week. So I am really excited about that. And if you are interested in just, you know, basically really having a magazine of an open book of a regular old person like me who is walking out this journey with God and, you know, I'm not perfect. And neither are the people that are featured in my magazine. They're not perfect. They're there to share their stories, their tips, their encouragement, and everything that they have to give to help you seek first his kingdom and to move forward with the things that he has for your life. So y'all definitely (laughs) go and check that out next week. So I'll be sure to have it in the show notes below for y'all to check out. So Kendall, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed conversing with you was such a fun time oh i thank you so 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 much sweet um, people don't know i call call you and ash uh my sweets and lovely mm-hmm. um and i just i just love you guys and i love what you are doing right here on obedience podcast you have like i said played an intricate part in my my faith journey and with me not that stopping and stopping and stopping and stopping with the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate you and just know that everything that you're doing on this platform, whether you get one view and it's me, 
Oh, when you get one million, um, you are making a difference. And I mm -hmm. thank you. Well, I thank you. I definitely appreciate that. And I love you too. And I'm so excited to finally have had you on the show. And of course, you know, you'll be back as soon as the Lord gives me word. You'll be back. Don't worry. And if you need me to do anything, you know, I'm always here for you, just like you're always here for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if y'all don't know, she, she did this during her lunchtime. So our time is up, so I'm going to go ahead and let her go so she can get back to all those hours that she worked this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely appreciate you, and I hope that you have a nice rest of your workday. Yes, thank you. You too, Dal. So I want to thank you again, Kendall, for coming on. And I pray that she spoke a word to you all because I know that she spoke a word to me. But before ending this episode, y'all know that I never end an episode without providing someone the opportunity to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter three, verse three, it says, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is so simple. All you have to do is accept Jesus as your savior and also believe in him. So if you happen to be watching and you can't remember a time that you've done that, right now is the perfect opportunity for you to do so. You don't have to be in some revival. You don't have to be in a church atmosphere. You can be right where you are to accept him as your savior. All you have to do is repeat this short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sins. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. I know without you, I am lost. Thank you. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just that simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ. And we're so excited and happy to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations. If you did repeat that prayer after me, the first essential step that you want to take is to connect with a Bible teaching church. Churches are going to be so essential in your walk with Christ. They are going to be the family that you need, the encouragement that you need, and you also will be led by a shepherd. So if you cannot find a church in your area, you can always connect to my church that I leave down below in the show notes. And we go live at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. We always have a seat open for you on our live stream. And then the second essential step, in my opinion, is to purchase our Reborn workbook. That link is going to be down below to purchase. And I feel like that workbook is going to be so essential because it gives you a lot of tools to assist in your new walk, encouragement, and tools that you can use. So definitely check that link out down below. So that's all that I have for you guys today. But before getting out of here, y'all know I have two questions to ask y'all. What was your key takeaway from today's episode? And also... Did you learn something new? If you're watching on YouTube, please comment down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Spotify, please comment in the Q&A section. Y'all know that my prayer is for this podcast to be like a small group community. So I love to hear your opinions on things and hear your answers down in the comment section. 
If you happen to be watching on the YouTube premiere right now, I see you. We see each other. I thank you so much for taking time out of your day and spending this time with me. It means so much to see you here and so much to chat with y'all. Y'all are the real MVPs. If you would like to be a part of the premiere, I premiere the episodes on YouTube at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time every Tuesday. And during the premiere, we have a live chat going where you can chat with us and ask questions and see the fellow community of people that are a part of this particular podcast. And I'm not going to forget about my listeners on my podcast platforms. Please be sure to leave a review. It really does help the podcast ministry go a long way. And despite what you're listening or viewing, whether it's YouTube or on the podcasting platforms, please be sure to share this video with five of your friends. Y'all know share spells S-H-A-R-E, which is five letters. So definitely share with five friends. And then do not forget, if you do have any prayer requests, please be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. And we will always be in agreement with you. And if you have any high and low moments that you want to submit to the podcast, you can always do so by submitting a DM to us on our Instagram page, Facebook page, or directly to our email address. I'll make sure all of that is on the screen for you right now as well. So I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode. I want to thank Kendall again for coming on, being so transparent and being so encouraging. It is truly appreciated. Y'all definitely go and check out all of her links down below. I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I'll see y'all next time. Bye.